When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into NFL Live. We have got some major breaking news to start the show. It comes out of Cleveland as the Browns have officially traded Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers pending a team physical. Adam Schefter is here with us now. And Adam, what more can you tell us about the deal? The truth of the matter is a deal between these two teams came close to happening a couple of weeks back and talks never really evaporated. The two sides stayed in contact in Carolina remained as really the best and lone hope for Baker Mayfield, where he would wind up, where he would be traded. And so in return, the Cleveland Browns get back a conditional 2024 fifth-round draft pick that could go up to a fourth-round draft pick based on playtime here. Obviously, the Browns will pay $10.5 million of Baker Mayfield's $18.85 million salary for the season. The Carolina Panthers are paying $4.85 million of Baker's salary, and Baker is giving back some money that he can earn in incentives. But now the Carolina Panthers have Baker Mayfield, and they have Sam Darnold, and they are planning to have a quarterback competition this summer. Best quarterback wins, but clearly they've been interested in Baker all along, and you'd have to think that he will have a good shot of starting on opening day. And if he does start on opening day, it will be Carolina versus Cleveland. Baker will certainly have a lot to play for on opening day. Couldn't have written it any better if we tried with that one right there, huh, Adam? You mentioned that they have been interested in him for a while now. So why now, after a quiet offseason, did they decide to make this move? I think we get past the holiday. Like I said, the two teams had been in contact. They had been close to completing a deal. And the closer we get to training camp, why not make that happen now? And I think that was the mindset of both teams. They were close enough to be able to make this happen. And basically today, it was just put into place an agreement pending a physical that Baker Mayfield still has to pass in Carolina. Shouldn't be an issue. Once he passes that physical, the trade then would become official and Baker Mayfield would be a Carolina Panther preparing for opening day against the Cleveland Browns. All right, so Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. Sam Darnold obviously also on that roster and a quarterback controversy in Carolina. What a way to start things off here on NFL Live today with Jeremy Fowler, Dan Graziano, and Rob Nikovich with us. I'm Kelsey Riggs, and guys, plenty to break down even further with this. So, Dan, let's start with you, and what's the upside, you think, of this deal for the Carolina Panthers? Well, it's another option for them, Kelsey. Look, the Carolina Panthers do not have their long-term answer, maybe even their short-term answer at quarterback, and they know this. They tried last offseason to get Matthew Stafford, and they got outbid by the Rams. They tried this offseason to get Deshaun Watson, and we know how that turned out. He's in Cleveland, which is actually oddly part of the reason uh, Baker Mayfield's now in Carolina. So uh, the Panthers need, in the absence of a perfect solution, they are trying to attack the problem with volume. So you heard Adam say it's going to be a quarterback competition. Could be Sam Darnold. Could be Baker Mayfield. They drafted Matt Corral, who's a, a long-term uh, play for them. But they get a look at Baker Mayfield for a pretty low price. 
Uh, and if he shows something, then he could be on their list of potential solutions going forward once this season is over. Very low-risk deal for Carolina to get a guy that has won some games in the league and, and could be an upside play. Yeah, Dan, I agree with you on that as far as depth is concerned. You know, you got a young quarterback, you got Sam Darnold. I'm following the money on this one. They guaranteed Sam Darnold $18.8 million with the fifth-year option. He's going to be the starting quarterback. I know it's going to be the, the competition. They always say competition, but it, they got a great deal on, on Baker, $5 bucks. The Browns are eating 10 of it. So, again, I think that this will be a competition, but it's probably in Baker's best interest. New change of scenery. You get to a new organization. Yeah, it'll be, or it'll be a competition, but I don't really think it'll be a competition. I think Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback. He's going to go in a training camp as the quarterback for this football team. If Baker can make a splash, maybe he'll be the guy week one, but I still think Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback week one. Jeremy, how about you? We, we've seen all the controversy right now that yeah. this creates with this quarterback room and what they have there. Do you feel like Baker could be the week one starter, or does he have a leg up potentially over Sam Darnold? Well, certainly he'll be in play because Carolina felt, and everybody there agreed, that they had to upgrade the quarterback position, that Matt Rule needed help. Now, I was told not everybody in Carolina was completely sold on Baker Mayfield when they start, first started looking into him around draft time, but they all came around to the fact that, okay, we have to upgrade here somehow. But owner David Tepper, he was waiting for a, quote, great deal. That's what I was told, that he didn't want to pay 9 or $10 million here $5 million ended up being the sweet spot, and it's sort of surprising that Mayfield actually took a little bit less, renegotiated his contract to get out of Cleveland, but that's how desperate he was to have a chance to play elsewhere. You look at it this way. They traded a conditional 2024 fifth-round draft pick to get Baker Mayfield. They made the trade last year for Sam Darnold. They drafted Matt Corral this year. Carolina is hoping that one of these quarterbacks shines this summer, lays claim to the job, and can be somebody that this organization builds around for the future. The Panthers still don't know who will be their quarterback long-term. Maybe it'll be none of these quarterbacks, but they believe by adding <laughs> one more to the mix at a very low cost when they're paying only $4.85 million of Baker and Mayfield's salary for this season, less than $5 million. Why not take that chance? Now you've got Mayfield. Now you've got Darnold. Now you've got Corral. May the best man win. May the best man shine. And hopefully for Carolina's sake, one of them plays well enough to lay hold to that job for a long period of time. Panthers haven't won a playoff game since 2015. Baker Mayfield, of course, was able to do that with the Browns for the first time since 1994. We'll see if he can get the Panthers there. We're talking about controversy, but how about this? Not just a quarterback controversy. What's it going to be like inside the locker room? Because remember this from Instagram back in April. Robbie Anderson, star wide receiver, reacting to a report that the Panthers had just interest in trading for Baker Mayfield before the draft. His response on that fan's post was a very long no. So, Dan, your take on this. How does this go over now that it is official and Baker Mayfield is with the Panthers in that same locker room? Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be up to everybody to get along. Baker Mayfield is going to have an opportunity to show Robbie Anderson and any other doubters that might be there uh, that, that they were wrong, right? I mean, like, if, if, he, if he practices well and he shows like he has a handle on the offense and he looks like he can be the guy that can lead the huddle, then I don't doubt that Robbie Anderson or any other uh, skeptics on that roster would come around if their opinion is, is one that's negative of Baker Mayfield. Look, these guys all, you know, Rob can discuss this as a former player. 
Like these guys all want to win. They all want to get paid. They, they know that, that, that the quarterback has to be right in order for that to be the case. So I think. Yeah, Rob, you know, ahead. also too, what, what, what Dan was talking about, like being in a locker room, it's, it's about respect. And when a guy walks in and even if there was a tweet or whatever, something was said outside of that, they weren't on the same team. So now he's in the same locker room. Now they're going into training camp and they're going to be practicing together. It's about earning the respect of the guys around you. Because honestly, there's, there's been guys that have been on teams with me. They're not very good. And, and, and if they were paid a ton of money, we're just like, all right, well, he's not really going to help us win. He's not going to be here. And you, and you know the guys that are going to be there. And you know the guys that aren't. So if he comes in and he performs well and he performs at a high level, there'll be no issues. Everyone will accept him. And Rob, if you look about, look at it this way, think about it like this. Cleveland basically rid off, wrote off Baker Mayfield. Some of the Browns' teammates wrote off Baker Mayfield. We saw Robbie Anderson write off Baker Mayfield, although today he said it was taken out of context. Of course, he would say that right now. Obviously, he's going to want to see what Baker Mayfield is about. But there have been so many people here over the last year who have doubted, questioned, criticized Baker Mayfield. We've seen that at every walk of his life. When he was leaving high school, as he entered college, when he was in college, people doubting him, and he's usually responded to that type of treatment. Well, he goes to Carolina again, facing all those critics, all those naysayers once again, and he steps in there, I think, with a chip on his shoulder, with a chance to show everybody he's a better quarterback than he showed last year when he played through injuries and has a chance again to lay claim to that starting quarterback job in Carolina to be the long-term solution that this franchise is looking for and essentially got on the cheap today. Certainly an opportunity for him to kind of have a resurgence of his career and this opportunity with Carolina. On the other side of things, Cleveland, what do they do now? Browns owner Jimmy Haslam released the following statement today saying, quote, from the moment he was drafted, he gave his all for this organization and this city. With his fierce competitive spirit, he excited the fan base and accomplished things that no player at his position had done in Cleveland for a very long time. So certainly some nice words there from the owner about Baker Mayfield as he now moves to Carolina. Jeremy, the other side of this is what happens now with the Browns and assuming that Deshaun Watson does end up with a suspension, they still have Jacoby Brissett there. So what does this offense look like now in Cleveland? Yeah, well, I just talked to some people involved, asked around today in light of this news and was told that the Browns still look at Jacoby Brissett, who they signed this offseason, as a bridge quarterback. So he can play some games while Deshaun Watson is presumably suspended. I'm told that they feel like, okay, if Watson's going to be suspended a very, very long time, we're talking a year or more, then maybe they would look around at their options. But they also know they can't really do much on the trade front because they gave up so much to get Deshaun Watson. They don't have a lot of draft capital left. They're not going to go out and give two first-round picks for like a Kirk Cousins or somebody who would be a solution there for a year or two. So right now, the plan loosely is to roll with Brissett, see where it goes, hope they get Watson back in short order. And Jeremy, they don't have a lot of draft capital, yeah. and they don't have a lot of room against the salary cap. Yeah. So they're shorthanded on two fronts in yeah. Cleveland. But this is why the Browns went out and signed Jacoby Brissett, why they went out and signed Josh Dobbs, anticipating that there was a real chance that there was going to be discipline imposed upon Deshaun Watson. So they've made those plans, and those plans are those two quarterbacks who are already there, Brissett 
and Dobbs, and they're hoping that Watson will be back sooner rather than later while waiting for a decision from the judge right now. Much more to come on this throughout NFL Live, the Cleveland side of it, and of course what it means for Carolina and Baker Mayfield going forward as well. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. As we welcome you back into NFL Live, we have breaking news out of Cleveland. The Browns have agreed to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Panthers in exchange for a conditional fifth-round draft pick in 2024. Cleveland will pick up $10.5 million of his salary, and the deal, of course, is pending a physical, but the Panthers' social media team, hey, they're already all in. Wasting no time. Tweeted out this photo of Baker Mayfield saying, Bake at 7.04. We'll see what he's able to cook up in Carolina, and we'll have more reaction from our insiders coming up. But first, it is Wide Out Wednesday here on NFL Live. He can't ignore me. They can't press him. He can't ignore me. Help is on the way. Touchdown. He fooled everybody on that play. He's got a Hollywood Brown. He's got a touchdown. It's a 15-10-5 touchdown. We've got to go wide out Wednesday here on NFL Live after an offseason full of big trades and massive contracts. Adam Schefter takes us through how it all went down. What's up with all these wide receivers? There never has been an all-season in which so many wide receivers have run out routes, going from one team to another. Let this serve as a reminder. Devontae Adams is now in Las Vegas catching balls from Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers. Tyree Kill is in Miami teaming up with Tua Tungavailoa instead of Patrick Mahomes. A.J. Brown now shares a huddle with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia instead of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Amari Cooper will be joining forces with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, not Dak Prescott in Dallas, while Jarvis Landry has left Cleveland for New Orleans. Allen Robinson is in Los Angeles to join forces with Matthew Stafford instead of Justin Fields, and Robert Woods left LA to team up with Tannehill in Tennessee. At a time when more players are being empowered, no position has exercised those powers more than wide receivers. Plenty to break down with all these deals, but let's stick with Devontae Adams because a lot of people assumed that he would be back in Green Bay after Aaron Rodgers agreed to return. We know how that ended now. Adams is prepping to play with Derek Carr in Las Vegas, and what a weapon he is. Since the start of the 2018 season, Adams leads the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. But what will that production rather look like with a new team and a new quarterback, former Packers quarterback and Hall of Famer, Brett Favre weighed in on the topic with TNZ Sports. I do think that Devontae will will make uh, Derek Carr better. And in time, they will be a dynamic duo. Now, will it be the duo that, that Aaron and Devontae had? 
time will tell. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but he's not in Aaron, uh, Aaron's league. I, I'd be shocked if he had the same year he's, he's had the previous year. That's not to say he can't do it, but I, I would be shocked. Dan, Jeremy, and Rob back with us now, and that's Brett Favre's take. But, but Dan, let's start with you. Do you see any sort of drop-off for Adams this fall? I don't think so. Look, Kelsey, I mean, when you talk to people around the league about Devontae Adams, I don't think there's a strong sense that he's an Aaron Rodgers creation, right? Like, I, he's asked defensive backs who are the toughest receivers to cover, and his name always comes up first or almost or close to first, one of the first. He's, his releases are great. He's in and out of breaks. You know, he runs his routes. I think he'll do very, very well. You can argue that uh, he has a supporting cast around him of pass catchers that might be superior to what they had in recent years in Green Bay. When you look at the likes of Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, guys like that, it may be that he doesn't even have to see the same kind of defensive attention that he saw in Green Bay. So while Brett Favre, uh, obviously, I think that's a, you know, it, it's fair to assume that, that any receiver would be somewhat less without Aaron Rodgers. I think in this particular case, Devontae Adams, with his level of skill, going to play with a guy he knows very well from college and Derek Carr, I, I think it's possible he just keeps it going. Yeah, Dan, Darren Waller looms large here because I'm told that they came out of OTAs and minicamp with Waller and the Raiders offense thinking, hey, we really have something here. Josh McDaniels offense, pretty friendly to tight ends. Depending on the matchup each week, they could really feed him a lot. And you have three guys when you count Adams, Waller, and Hunter Renfro that you all have to get involved. But to Dan's point, if you ask 20 people around the league who's the best wide receiver right now in the NFL, I would say at least 12 to 15 would say Devontae Adams. So he's a singular talent that stands alone. He's got the chemistry with Derek Carr from their Fresno State days. So he will get fed the ball. It just depends on whether it's going to be the same appetite as he got in Green Bay. Put up video game-like numbers when they were at Fresno State. I'm sure that looks a little bit different. This go-round, Rob, what do you think? He's going to have a huge year. And, and I bet you Josh McDaniels is sitting at the lunch table just drawing up plays on napkins like, oh, this is going to be a great one with Waller. Oh, this is going to be a great one with Adams together in the slot. Oh, one's going vertical, one's running under route. I really think that he's going to have a great, great year because of the fact that you got Carr, you got that chemistry from college. They already talked about the chemistry. And then you also talk about having a tight end, which Josh McDaniels has great experience with the tight end position, oh, a la Rob Gronkowski. So I think that he will have a great career and a great season this year just based on the fact it's a fresh start. We know what he can do, and he's excited to go to a new place and play with his old college teammate. It will change definitely with a different quarterback and all the weapons he has around him. He was targeted 32% of his routes last season, the highest rate by any receiver in the NFL. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Dolphins give Tyreek Hill a four-year, $120 million deal. Dolphin Nation, I am so ready to be a part of Fins Up. This move is great, monumental for the Dolphins. They are explosive and they are all in. That's what I do, baby. I'm the cheetah, man. Tyreek Hill, cheetah, touchdown! 
You can't catch me. The Miami Dolphins have surrounded Tua Tungavailoa with loads of offensive talent. Gear up, man. It's going to be a fast season, but it's going to be a fun season. Big quarterback news today, but we are sticking with the wideouts right now on this wideout Wednesday. And the massive moves that teams made this offseason, the focus now turns to Tyreek Hill, who was traded from Kansas City to Miami back in April. So Tua has to be thrilled, Dan, with this addition. And with that comes all kinds of pressure. So how big a year of it, Dan, is this for Tua in Miami? Uh, the biggest. I mean, the, look, he was the he was the number uh, four, five overall pick just two years ago. One ahead of Justin Herbert, who's everybody's darling and getting MVP love in the preseason this year. So he's got to show that he can be the guy. He hasn't stayed healthy for either of his first two seasons, so he's got to do that. And you heard Adams' comment there in the in the lead-in. They've surrounded him with loads of offensive talent. Tyreek Hill, a very deep running back room. They went out and got him a high-priced left tackle, Teron Armstead, from the New Orleans Saints. Everything is set up for Tua Tungavailoa to show the Miami Dolphins and their new coaching staff he can be the guy to lead them into the future. And if he doesn't show it, I do think that they're going to be looking elsewhere at that position next offseason. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill is the absolute best weapon that a young quarterback can have. I recently talked to an AFC scout who had a great quote. They said, Tyreek Hill really is like the Steph Curry of the NFL. Just because of the mm. space he creates on the field with his speed, you have to put two guys on him, sometimes three. You can move them all over. And so it just creates more space for everybody else. And the Chiefs are going to greatly miss that, but the Dolphins are going to love it. Now, the Chiefs, meanwhile, are just going to try to equal opportunity offense their way through this season. But Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes have won at least 12 games every year they've been together with Mahomes as the starter and they like guys like Marquez Valdez Scanlon Juju Smith Schuster they'll make it work and just like Steph Curry you put other people on him and he still finds ways to do what he wants Rob what are your thoughts on Tyreek Hill and Tua well I'll go back to a story I was I was retired I had just retired I bought myself a 2018 Corvette Z06 it was a manual <laughs> seven speed well I didn't know how to drive stick I did not I bought the car drove it off the lot stalled it about five times I had people honking at me I thought I was gonna get uh, in, a, in a little accident there because I didn't know what I was doing but the moral of the story is you can go and buy the fastest car you want if you don't know how to drive it it doesn't matter so Tua number one's got to stay healthy he's got to play 17 games and he's gonna have to learn very quickly how to use the speed of Tyreek Hill and yeah. use that to his advantage because if he can't get the ball to him it doesn't matter just like with me driving a car manual I didn't know how to drive it well I learned over time I wasn't stalling it people weren't laying their horn on me so anyway the moral of the story is you can go buy whatever you want you got to know how to use it so we'll see if Tua can use the tools that he has this season you, you felt good in the car you felt like you looked good in the car but were you able actually to figure out how to drive that car we'll see what Tua is able <laughs> to do with all of the weapons yeah. that he has in his back pocket this year let's get back though to the breaking news that we have here on NFL live and a massive trade went down between Carolina and Cleveland as Cleveland has sent Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth round draft pick in 2024. The Browns will pay $10.5 million of Mayfield salary with the deal, of course, pending a physical. So, Jeremy Fowler, now we turn back over to you and take us through how this all went down today with the Panthers and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it went down because Baker Mayfield was willing to be flexible with that money. You had $18.8 million in guaranteed, that was, in guaranteed money. That was always the holdup. I was told the Browns, even a few months ago, 
approached Mayfield about maybe being flexible with that money, similar to what Odell Beckham did during the season. He took less of his guarantees to get out of Cleveland, go sign with the Rams. So it took a while for Mayfield and all parties to come around with that. Meanwhile, Carolina, which had gotten close to a deal a few weeks ago around minicamp, they held out for what they considered a great deal. They really didn't want to pay more than, say, $5 million of Mayfield's salary. So they got what they wanted, and that made everything easier. So the Browns move on with uh, presumably Jacoby Brissett, and the Panthers will, it looks like, get into a quarterback competition. But Mayfield certainly will be well positioned. They believe they had to upgrade that room in a hurry this offseason. We heard Baker Mayfield at that youth camp just last week kind of toe in the line, saying all mm -hmm. the right things. Now he's found a new home in Carolina. The other side of it that you just mentioned is, of course, what happens next with yeah. the Cleveland Browns. They have Jacoby Brissett, but obviously waiting to see what happens with the NFL's investigation yeah. into Deshaun Watson. So what can you tell us about where that stands right now? Well, I've been checking in on this, and I'm told it really is at a standstill because Sue L. Robinson, who's the independent reviewer of this case for the NFL and the Players Union, she's still waiting on some documents to come in from the hearing. Those should come in sometime next week. And so all parties are waiting, and they really don't know because they say this is new precedent to have somebody independently reviewing this case. And so they're going to see how long it plays out once she gets those documents and reviews them. It could take, you know, a day. It could take a couple weeks. But the position from the NFL is that this will be done before training camp. Everybody will have clarity. You know, I talked to somebody uh, around the player side who's hopeful that it won't be a long suspension, that it won't be a year like what's been reported, uh, but everybody's waiting and seeing. We will see those investigations wrapped up last Thursday, but could take a little time to see what happens next there in Cleveland. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. NFL Live, we've got breaking news as the Browns have agreed to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. That's in exchange for a conditional fifth-round draft pick in 2024. Cleveland will pick up $10.5 million of his salary, and the deal is pending a physical with Carolina. Now, Mayfield definitely hoping for a resurgence of his career. He struggled last season as he dealt with a shoulder injury, but he's less than two years removed from a season in which he ranked in the top 10 and both QBR and touchdown to interception ratio. Mayfield led the Browns to an 11 and 5 record that season and a playoff win over division rival Steelers, which was Cleveland's first playoff win since 1994. We'll see what he is able to do in Carolina. But right now, Whiteout Wednesday heads all Hollywood. The Cardinals sending a first rounder to the Ravens for Marquise Brown, reuniting Brown with his Oklahoma quarterback, Kyler Murray. Murray checks it down. Brown not tired. Down the sideline and still going. Breaks a tackle and scores. 
for it to all come back uh, full circle is is pretty good. In this offense, with what Kyler Murray does extending plays, this is a home run for Arizona. We try to win Super Bowl. That's the main goal. Let's get all Hollywood now on this wide out Wednesday. Marquise Hollywood Brown now linked up with his former teammate Kyler Murray in Arizona. The Cardinals traded their first round pick to Balt with Baltimore to get Brown and that trade a major part of an eventful offseason in Arizona. It began in February when Kyler Murray removed all references of the Cardinals from his social media accounts. Murray is still seeking a new contract. Then on draft night in April Arizona acquired wide receiver Hollywood Brown from the Ravens Brown and Kyler you might remember they were college teammates back at Oklahoma and just a few days after the draft DeAndre Hopkins was suspended six games for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing drugs so lots of moving parts guys in these recent months but Graz as they face now half the season without DeAndre Hopkins why is there still some optimism surrounding the wide receiver position there with the Cardinals. Well, they feel like they're better equipped to weather a DeAndre, a DeAndre Hopkins absence than they were last year. And the reason it has a lot to do with Marquise Hollywood Brown, the Cardinals' stated goal going into this offseason was to find a receiving core, build a receiving core that fit what Kyler Murray does. And Marquise Brown is a player. You heard Marcus Spears in that intro talking about how with Kyler's ability to extend plays, a, a speedy guy like Marquise Brown, who is very difficult to cover for an extended period of time, uh, is very beneficial. Add in the fact that they played together in college and Brown knows Kyler and how he plays and, and has been in that situation before, it's a perfect fit. They're also very high on Rondell Moore, second-year guy that they feel like they can use a number of different ways. Uh, so they just really feel like they have a wide receiver core that's built to weather that Hopkins absence to an extent that it wasn't a year ago. Yeah, Dan, I agree with you. I, I think that they can weather the storm. And, and another guy that you can kind of throw in the mix, he's a running back, and that's, that's Connor. So I, I really think when you look at James Connor, what he's able to do out of the backfield with Kyler Murray extending plays and Hollywood getting open because they've had that chemistry in the past. They've played together in college, so they can kind of understand, hey, this is where I'm going to be. We've done this before. Now, they'll probably take a little time during training camp, but I don't, I don't think they'll have any issues getting that chemistry and gaining that chemistry back. I really think that those first six weeks are going to be vital without Hopkins in the roster. So there's chemistry and there's history between the two. But, Jeremy, there are still questions with Kyler Murray since he wants this long-term deal. So what do we know about that situation as we head into camp? Yeah, Kelsey, I'm told optimism does exist. The Cardinals do want to get this done. When it gets done, still unclear. But I talked to somebody involved who said the Cardinals know what it's like with bad quarterback play. They went 3-13 and four years ago with Josh Rosen and a collection of quarterbacks. And they know what life is like with a good quarterback. Carson Palmer, they had a good team. Kyler Murray, they had a good team. So they know they're on the positive side of things when it comes to the quarterback discussions, the top 12 to 15 guys. They have one. Now they know they have to pay one. They understand Kyler Murray is not going to be keen on playing on $5.5 million in rookie money salary this year. 
They have to do something. Just depends on what concessions they're willing to make between now and, say, training camp. We'll see when they are able to sort all of that out. But now we go from Hollywood Brown to A.J. Brown, and we continue Wide Out Wednesday with a focus on Philly. The Eagles made the move this offseason to acquire A.J. Brown from Tennessee, and that addition had running back Miles Sanders talking very highly about all the talent the team brought in, saying, quote, we all feel like we're on an all-star team, so we feel great. We feel unstoppable. I'm not going to lie. The vibes are great. Always have been. Nick Sirianni is doing a great job just keeping the vibes right. The chemistry is good. Now, Brown responded to Sanders on Twitter saying he's excited about what this team could be. We all are, but we're not an all-star team. We definitely could be with years to come. We have to strap up our pads and prove it every year. That's what we plan to do. Hashtag one week at a time. So one guy talking the talk, the other one trying to real things back in a little bit and making sure that we pump the brakes just a little. So, Nink, how would a statement like this from Sanders calling it an all-star team, how would that go over in the locker rooms that you played in? They're in the locker room, they're probably like, yeah, we're stacked. We got all the guys <laughs> that you could possibly want in all the positions. So, you look at the roster from top down, they're really impressive. I mean, this, this team, now what they have to do is they have to come together and they have to become a team. So, we've seen dynamic teams with great players and they don't ever come together and they don't really do anything special. So what they have to do now is come together during training camp, all understand what their job is to do to go out there and win football games. And if they can do that, they will be an all-star football team. Gross for you now, the Eagles, we know that they clearly wanted another option for Jalen Hurts this year. So why did they target A.J. Brown specifically? A little bit like we were talking about earlier with Marquise Brown in Arizona, the Eagles saw A.J. Brown as a, a specific kind of receiver. I mean, obviously, he's, he's a great receiver. He's been very productive. But one that would work well with Jalen Hurts, the kind of routes that he excels at are, are a big staple of their offensive playbook. So, you know, they went to uh, the Tennessee. They were, they were looking for a number one receiver. They went to the Tennessee Titans and said, you know, what are you doing with A.J. Brown? The Titans said, we're, we're trying to sign him long term. And the Eagles said, well, if you can't, and you want to trade him, keep us in mind. And that's exactly what happened uh, at the draft. So they got a guy that uh, he and Hurts are friends, uh, and he's the kind of player that they think can thrive uh, with Jalen Hurts and help Hurts, along with last year's first-round pick, Devontae Smith, really develop that passing game for the Eagles. Well, he's averaged about 10 yards per target since entering the NFL in 2019. That's the third highest rate in the league, trailing only Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson. Now, we have this new on NFL Live, and we're talking about things that go over well in the locker room. Man, Nink, is this, is this the Corvette? I bet the guys like this back in the day, right? <laughs> That's smooth. <laughs> hey, this is yeah, it is a smooth, it's smooth. I, I'm a big Corvette guy all the way back from, I used to sneak in my grandpa's garage. He had a Corvette nobody could touch. I'd get in it and I'd have sneak, I'd just close the door, make sure it was covered up so he never saw that I was in there. But uh, yeah, big Corvette guy over here. I got the, the Air Monarchs, you know, old school shoes. I look great, you know, the, the flowered shirt. It's awesome. <laughs> we love that, and we love the fact that you bought it without knowing how to drive stick shift. Just minor details. We'll figure all that out later. It looked good. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back in NFL Live, where we are continuing to cover the breaking news out of Cleveland. Baker Mayfield has found a new home in Carolina. The Browns agreed to trade the former number one draft pick to the Panthers in exchange for a conditional fifth round pick in 2024. Adam Schefter back with us now. And Adam, what more can you tell us about this deal and how it went down? These two teams, Kelsey, were close to completing a deal a couple of weeks ago. The Panthers never lost their interest in Baker Mayfield. It was just a question of getting him at the right price and having Cleveland pay enough for the contract. And the Browns will indeed pay $10.5 million for Baker Mayfield, while the Carolina Panthers will pay $4.85 million. Baker Mayfield agreed to restructure his contract will have a chance to make back some of the lost income and team incentives where if Carolina goes to the playoffs this year and goes deep into the playoffs, he can make back some of that money. Carolina right now has what it expects to be an open quarterback competition during training camp with Baker Mayfield, with Sam Darnold, with Matt Corral competing for the starting job. Realistically, the veterans would seem to have the upper hand, but Carolina's been most interested in Baker. You'd think he'd have a real chance to win this job. And if he can win that starting job, that means that on opening day, he would be squaring off against the Cleveland Browns. Once again, the NFL schedule maker knows drama best and somehow position the Browns and Panthers to plan opening day months before the trade becomes official once Baker Mayfield takes his physical in Carolina. September 11th, go ahead and circle that one on your calendar. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic, too, because we saw that happen with the Panthers and the Jets when they got Sam Darnold as well, which was, <laughs> yes, which was interesting. Jeremy, there were certain concessions that Baker had to make in order to get this deal done and to get from the Browns away from them with the Panthers. And you think it's similar to Odell Beckham Jr. Tell us a little bit about why. Yeah, it's funny. The Browns, I would say, about a month or two ago, approached Mayfield about lessening his guarantees because they needed the salary cap relief and they weren't going to pay all the money, the $18.8 million. And Carolina was adamant about getting a great deal here. They wanted to stay in that range that, that Adam pointed out, about $5 million a year. They settled on $4.85 million. So Mayfield had to do something. And Beckham, if you recall, in the fall, took less of his $7 million in guaranteed money that he still had with Cleveland as a way to get out, be a free agent, sign with the Rams, and he made it all up with his deal with L.A. plus incentives. Mayfield's taking a similar path, which is sort of ironic, considering the history that those two have. But that was the best way out of Cleveland. That was the only way that both sides would really get this done. Seems like it's going to work out, hopefully, in the better interest for both of them in the long run. Nink, want to come to you a little bit deeper on this, because when you look at Baker Mayfield and how he is overall, he seems to just be better when he's got that chip on his shoulder and, and kind of plays with that. How do you think that plays out this time in Carolina? Do we get a better version of Baker Mayfield? Well, he's going to have to be the best version of Baker Mayfield, and he's going to have to have a chip on his shoulder because if he expects to go in there and take that job and be the number one quarterback, if something goes the wrong way and he's not the quarterback that everyone expects him to be or everyone thinks that he's going to go back to his old ways, 
it might be the last time he has an opportunity to compete for a starting quarterback position. So he's going to have to have that chip on his shoulder. He's going to have to be the best that he can be going into a new place. He's not going to have the number one overall pick tagged to his name now. Yes, he was formerly, but now he's going to a place where he's only making $4.85 million. He's not making the, the big money that he would as a number one pick where they force you to be the, the guy day one. He's going to have to go in there and earn the starting position. We will see if he is able to do that. Of course, you guys mentioned that they also have Sam Darnold and Matt Corral and P.J. Walker in the quarterback room right now with the Panthers. On the other side of things, the Browns, what they have in their quarterback room still still has some question marks surrounding that. Adam, as far as the situation goes with Deshaun Watson, the Browns obviously still waiting to see if there is a suspension, how long and what that looks like moving forward. So what more can you tell us about their quarterback room and the expectations the Browns have? Look, the fact that Baker Mayfield was traded today really is not related to the Deshaun Watson decision that everybody's awaiting from the judge, Sue L. Robinson. Cleveland knew that at some point in time, Deshaun Watson was going to be facing discipline, and it knew that it wanted to move on from Baker Mayfield. So in a way, the two situations are separate because Cleveland made its decision once it went out and traded for Deshaun Watson and gave him a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. The day that that happened was the day that Baker Mayfield's tenure in Cleveland unofficially came to an end. The Browns have known this was going to happen. They knew they would be moving on from Baker Mayfield, and they have prepared for the day when Deshaun Watson is disciplined. That's going out and signing Jacoby Brissett. That's going out and signing Josh Dobbs to back him up. That's having two quarterbacks for if and when they lose Deshaun Watson. So they're ready for that scenario because they knew that at some point in time they would be moving on from Baker Mayfield as soon as they could agree with another team on the proper compensation and who would take the salary. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, as Adam pointed out, is such a big part of that because when they signed him, they looked at him as a bridge quarterback, somebody who can start games for them while Watson's out. Now, if the suspension is an incredibly long time, let's say a year or more, then maybe they would revisit, look at potential trade options, but they don't have a lot of trade capital or salary cap space to get that done. The free agency market is pretty dried out. And so right now, I'm told Jacoby Brissett, the plan is still for him to be the guy moving forward. So it seems like there are a lot of things on all sides of this link that are positives for each team. So when you look at this big picture today, who won the, the day? Is it Cleveland? Is it Carolina? Or is it Baker Mayfield? I'm going to have to say Carolina. You know, they have an extra quarterback in the quarterback room. They're going into training camp with three quarterbacks. They don't know who the, the day one starter is. I think it's going to be Sam Darnold. But you look at what they're paying. They're paying $4.85 million for potentially a starting quarterback, which is unheard of in 2022. So I think Carolina, they came out on top in this deal. Baker Mayfield with an opportunity now to have a, a resurgence of his career. We'll see what he is able to do in Carolina. If we're talking about who won the day, I also think maybe us with the Corvette story won the day. Uh, Nink, that was, a, <laughs> that was a great one here on NFL Live, and we'll, of course, continue to follow this story. We'll be back with you tomorrow with updates on Baker Mayfield, what is next in Carolina, and what happens next for Cleveland and the Browns as well. For Rob, for Nink, for Adam, Adam Schefter, we will see you next time.